Good evening. Good evening. And welcome all to Naples United Church of Christ on this wondrous night of the Christian year when we celebrate the birth of Christ Jesus. I know that there are many who are visiting this evening. My name is Mark Williams, and I serve as the senior minister here. Blessings to you and to your families. And I'm Reverend Angela Wells-Bean. I'm the Minister for Congregational Care here at Naples UCC. And we know there are a lot of ways that you can be spending your Christmas Eve. And we are privileged and humbled to have you worshiping with us on this holy night. And I especially want to welcome our folks who are joining with us remotely wherever you are. Merry Christmas to you. And if this is your first time worshiping with us, you are in good company. Because it is Pastor Mark's first Christmas Eve with us as well and we are so thrilled to have you. A true joy for sure to be here on Christmas Eve alongside my family. A little later on in our worship service this evening, there will be an opportunity to share an offering. If you would like to make a gift to our special Christmas offering that will benefit the UCC Pension Board Fund that helps retired UCC clergy, be sure to put your offering in the red envelope that is in the pew backs. And if you're interested in making a gift to Naples UCC, do so in the white envelopes as that offering will go to help the ministries of this church and will bless those in our local community. Uh, this, later on this evening, we are going to light our candles and sing Silent Night because it wouldn't be a Christmas Eve worship service without that wonderful ritual. But Mark and I are going to do a little demonstration really quickly because we want to prevent spilling wax and burning ourselves. And so we're going to use our imaginations and we're going to pretend that Mark's candle is lit, okay? He's got a nice big flame here and I want my candle lit. So I'm going to tip mine towards him and then hold my candle straight up and the next person will tip theirs towards me. So if you've got a lit flame, don't tip your candle and that way we will prevent any injuries. And if you're here visiting with us for worship this evening and don't have a church home, we would love to connect with you for worship on Sunday morning, this coming Sunday, New Year's Eve. We'll worship at 10 o'clock here in the sanctuary. And then beginning in 2024 on January the 7th, we'll host two worship services at both 9 and 11. You'll want to make sure that you keep your bulletins with you also as inside your bulletin is some information about this church's ministries, some high moments of the new year that are going to be happening. All are invited to participate as we would love to have you come and be part of our ministry here at Naples United Church of Christ. Without further ado, let us now prepare our hearts and minds for worship. Our call to worship this evening comes from an oft-used Christmas Eve welcome at Canterbury Cathedral, adapted for this context. On this holiest of nights, we at Naples United Church of Christ welcome all. And here we really do mean all. We welcome wailing babies and exciting toddlers. We welcome those who are over 70 but have not grown up yet. We welcome churchgoers and those who haven't been to church since Christmas Eve 10 years ago. 
We welcome you if you're having problems, if you're down in the dumps, don't like organized religion or realize that religion is never organized. We offer welcome to those who are visiting grandma. We welcome those who are here because you've been away too long and you want to recapture the mystery and magic of the Christmas story. And on this night when we celebrate unconditional love, we especially welcome those who could use a prayer right now. So welcome pilgrims, tourists, seekers, doubters, and you. There is nowhere you can go that will separate you from the love of God shown through Christ. And that, I assure you, is a truth you can safely believe. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who lived in a land of deep darkness, on them light has shined. For a child has been born for us, a son given to us. Authority rests upon his shoulders, and he is named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. His authority shall grow continually, and there shall be endless peace for the throne of David and his kingdom. He will establish and uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time onward and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. A shoot shall come out from the stump of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. The spirit of the Lord shall rest on him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. The wolf shall live with the lamb, the leopard shall lie down with the kid, the calf and the lion and the fatling together, and a little child shall lead them. The cow and the bear shall graze, their young shall lie down together, and the lion shall eat straw like an ox. The nursing child shall play over the hole of the asp, and the wean child shall put its hand on the adder's den." They will not hurt or destroy on all my holy mountain, for the earth will be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And Gabriel came to her and said, Greetings, favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was much perplexed by his words and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And now you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great. He will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his ancestor David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Then Mary said, Here am I, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. And then the angel departed from her. And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus 
that all the world should be taxed. And all went to be taxed, every one into his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea, unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for him in the inn. In that region, there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace among those whom God favors. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in a manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all of these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told to them. Tonight, we celebrate the Incarnation a fancy theological term that we use to talk about the love of God incarnate in Christ at Christmas time. Namely, that God remains who God always was divine while becoming who God had never been before, human. The best I've ever heard the incarnation explained was by a Christian author and former dean of Duke University Chapel, Will Williman. He illustrates it this way. It says that once upon a time, there was a six-year-old girl who was attempting to sleep at night, but she was a little bit scared because of the shadows in her room. She thought they were monsters. So she woke up dad and said, dad, can you help me? And dad came in the room and proved to the girl that there were no shadows in her room, even pulled back the blinds to make the shadows disappear. And then he reminded his daughter, remember our family, we are people of faith, we are Christians. When you are scared, remember that God is with you and you can pray to God. And she said, okay, dad, dad went back to sleep. Five minutes went by and she saw a few more of those shadows in her room and she was so scared. So what did she do? She woke up dad again went into his room and said, Dad, I know that God is there with me in my room, but could you come in there too? Because I need somebody with skin on. (laughs) 
Therein lies the power of the incarnation. That God doesn't just come to us, but comes to us in our darkness with skin on. For if you're going through a hard time, or if you're going through a hard time even tonight, what you know you need more than just a trite sermon or someone telling you that God has a plan is for someone to understand. Someone who gets you, who knows you. As the great spiritual author Henry Nouwen once remarked, being loved well has everything to do with being known. And what if, what if God can love us well, uniquely well, precisely because God's been one of us and can know us, get us, and understand us? The story gets told of the young car mechanic who in 1928 at an old garage was working on an A model Ford car. And as he was working on this car, he couldn't get the engine to start up. He tried everything. He got frustrated, threw his wrench down, and sat down on the running board to take a little bit of a break. And out of the corner of his eye, pulling up, is a man driving toward the garage in a brand new Ford car. And he's dressed in a three-piece suit. Man walks right over to the mechanic and said, do you mind if I give it a try? The mechanic looked at this well-dressed man in a suit and said, yeah, right, but I'll give you a chance to start up the car. Man looked inside the hood of the car and said, I tell you what, if you just adjust the carburetor a little bit to the right, it'll start up. Mechanic got behind the wheel of the car, turned the keys, and sure enough, the car started. Mechanic got out of the car and said, just who are you anyway? And the man introduced himself. He said, my name is Henry Ford. He said, I made that car, and so I ought to know what it is that makes it run. Therein is the power of the incarnation, that the God of all creation, the God who puts the wiring in, comes down to earth and taps us on the shoulder to say, I get you, I know you, I understand On Christmas Eve, we cry out to God, I have so much conflict in my life. And God says, in Christ, I bore so many of those burdens while on earth. On Christmas Eve, we cry out to God, I am so lonely. And God says back to us, I get your loneliness. I was betrayed by friends. On Christmas Eve, we try out to God, I have so many concerns about my health. And God says back to us, I've suffered your infirmities. I've shared your diseases. Isaiah 53. On Christmas Eve, we cry out to God, the world in which I live is so violent. And God says back to us, I understand. I get you. I was born under the dark shadow of King Herod. On Christmas Eve, we cry out to God, I grieve. There is an empty seat at the dinner table this Christmas. What am I going to do? And God says to us, I get you. I've been in the Garden of Gethsemane, depressed, hours before my death. On Christmas Eve, we cry out to God, I am scared I'm going to die. I don't even know if I'm going to make it through 2024. And God says back to us, I get that too. I stared into the eyes of those Roman soldiers. Therein lies the power of the incarnation that God gets us understands us. 
You want to take the skin off of Christmas and clean up all this humanity stuff? Go right ahead. But I'd rather not. I'd rather believe that Jesus was born in Bethlehem wearing barn rags and hearing sheep crunch. All of divinity content to cocoon itself in an eight-pound body. All of divinity content to lay its head on a cow's supper. Over the centuries, despite the brokenness of the church, so many on nights like tonight have turned to the God of the incarnation for help and love in their time of need. Why? Because the God we've come to worship tonight ain't just any old God. It's a God who comes down from heaven, who so wants to be with us in our darkness that he shows up You know, with skin on. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him and without him, not one thing came into being. What came into being in him was light. And the light was the life of all people. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness does not overcome it. And the word became flesh and lived among us. And we have seen the glory, the glory as of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. Oh, holy night, the stars are brightly shining. It is the night of our dear Savior's birth. Long lay the world in sin and error binding till he appeared and thus Yes. 
as you go, and now as you go from this place, go remembering that God gets you. Go remembering that God loves you. May the wonder of Christmas live in your heart. And on behalf of Pastor Angela and the congregation here at Naples United Church of Christ, Merry Christmas.